Welcome to the Ground Belief audio podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gadsden, and today we have Mark Swanson, who is an associate professor at the University of Missouri in the School of Journalism. And uh, Mark's also the creator of a board game called Feudum. And today we'll be discussing how board games and playing board games can actually enhance your critical thinking skills. This will be part two of a two-part series. So another interesting thing is um, this book, again, this Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. He talks about system one and system two, these two sort of modes of, of your mind that are one or the other is usually engaged in what you're doing, but not both. And system one is kind of the fast judgment, intuitive way of thinking. Your, your creative mind is usually happening, working with system one. System two is the analytical, slow, cautious, more skeptical mode of thought. If you're doing math problems, you're, you're using system two. If you're, if you're like judging, you know, looking at someone's facial expression and judging whether or not they're angry or something, that's system one, very intuitive. So when people are playing a, a board game, do you think that, do you find that you would more gravitate towards system two thinking, or do you find that sometimes you just have to go with an intuitive, like what's the best move here, and you just have an intuition about what That's to do? That's a great or? question. That's a great question because there, there's, a, there's a thing called uh, AP, that can happen in the game. Analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. And and depending on how competitive the game is, when it's your turn and you want to make sure you don't make a mistake, you will go directly to system two thinking. You'll yeah. analyze every yeah. possibility and you'll start thinking about the math of it all. And it's and you and you end up becoming this this robotic kind of person. And it takes away a little bit of the enjoyment of the game. Yeah. Um, because when you play more broadly, yeah. and you play through intuition and by gut, um, so that can surprisingly be uh, as effective uh, a strategy than if you use this uh, very highly analytical system to thinking. I love entering a game and playing by feel, like just kind of broadly. Um, Broadly, very kind of uh, uh, with one broad brush, broad brush, uh, analyzing what has happened and then making a decision based on a gut feel, rather than actually calculating the math behind it. Um, sometimes you intuitively know that something is right, even though you don't know the math behind it. Yeah. Um, now, do you think? Do you think that? So I've read, I've read about this with chess. Um, so they say that, that chess masters, because of their vast experience in playing chess, that they can intuit chess moves pretty quickly. A lot of, they can just look at a board and they can go, oh, checkmate in two moves, right? And that doesn't take them long. That's not system two thinking, it's system one. <laughs> but I couldn't do that, right? I can't, <laughs> I can't look at a board and go, oh, checkmate in two moves, because in part because of my lack of experience and lack of you know, skill in chess. Do you think, as an experienced game player, game developer, that maybe you have a more developed intuitive ability to look at a game and, and kind of have a feel for no, what that, to do next? That's a great question. I, um, I was married to an accountant for a long time. 
and for a, a portion of our lives we invested in real estate and you know she had her future value calculator and she would like study amortization tables and she would do all this, these number things yeah. and I didn't know any of that and, and occasionally we'd both go in and we'd assess the potential of, of a particular real estate property and um, I'm, I'm horrible at math I mean I've always been horrible at math and yet <laughs> And yet, uh, there was to me there is something beautiful about this, about real estate and about um, um, appreciating assets and right. you know. And there was a particular moment where she was trying to mathematically decipher the potential value of a property, and I was, I just shot from the hip and I was like, you know. Uh, this is probably going to have, I don't know, probably about 25% yield. And then about a minute later, after some serious computations and calculations, right. she's like, oh my gosh, you're really, really close. Yeah. Now, how did I do that? Yeah. I just told you I was horrible at math. I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not like secretly yeah. gifted yeah. in math. I'm bad at it. Right. I just... It was intuitive. I yeah. did. A, I did a couple of manipulations. I trusted my mind to try to figure out a complex problem, kind of shooting from the hip. Right. And I, I believe that people that use system one thinking can do that yeah. if they just give themselves permission. It's like you're almost. It's like you. It's like you're going through all of the red tape. Right. And you're going <clears throat> straight to the answer because it's there, and maybe there's a back door, and you know it. Okay. Well, you you could be. Yeah. So. The system two part of my brain is now going, okay, how often did you do that, right? Like, could that have just been one no, lucky no, shot? No, right? no, 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 I, I would do it, I would do it a lot. I got, I got good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, what would you attribute, I mean, you're not born with that intuition, right? You'd have to have, I mean, how long had you been doing real estate investment prior to, that particular episode, I mean, surely longer than a month or a few months. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a while. We've been, we've been at it a while. Okay. Um, so you can develop an intuition over time. I think time so. I think through so. Through experience, and that stuff kind of gets logged and, and filed back in the subconscious, and the system one can access that really quickly. Right. I think at some point you have to do the heavy lifting. You have to do, okay. do the math, right? right? But then your reliance on it becomes less and less. So, okay. yeah, you just, just like a, if you're a... Oh, if, if, if you're a, uh, Picasso was right. a, was a cubist, yeah. and he painted abstract paintings, and people are all, you know, people look at it, Picasso, and they're like, my, my seven-year-old could paint that. Well, no, not, no, she couldn't. What people don't realize is that mm -hmm. the, there's, there's lots of complexity to his yeah. paintings, and before he painted yep. cubism, he was a realist painter, yeah. and he would, would copy the masters yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Well... So the homework was there, the foundation of understanding spatial relationships, composition, all the art elements and principles of design right. was there. Right. So you have to do the homework first before you can kind of shoot from the hip, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's true with creativity. I mean, as a musician, uh, not a great musician, but as a musician, um, I mean, when I was a, uh, playing the saxophone in college, everyone always idolized Charlie Parker in terms of his ability to improvise. Improvisation in jazz, I mean, as a saxophone player, jazz is kind of the thing, and improvisation is kind of the epitome of, of jazz playing. I was not a great improviser, um, and, but people typically would look at great improvisers and think it was just magic. 
Um, but what you what you find out is a lot of the people who become that have often put in a lot of hours, logged many, yeah. many hours of practicing their scales and developing facility with the instrument, training their fingers to to operate in a certain way so that so that their intuitions could then be expressed right. in a really easy way. But but it, they didn't just pick up the saxophone one day and start playing those solos like right. Charlie Parker. That's so, true. So in gameplay, that's probably developed. I Just anecdotally, after I read this section in Kahneman's book, I play chess with my son fairly often, and he's a he's a better chess player. He he'll win two out of three games pretty consistently with me. Um, but I thought often I get I get that analysis of paralysis or paralysis of analysis or whichever mm -hmm. way it is, because I'll sit there really trying to figure it out, and I just I get bogged down in the uh, how many right. levels you're you're starting. I to think, think I think that takes uh, um, it takes away from a game. Oh yeah, um, it does. Well, it takes away from your own enjoyment of a game. Yeah. Because when you when you do AP, you're really trying to win, but you should approach a game now and again, saying, you know what, I, I'm going to lose this game. I've decided I'm going to lose this game. I'm just going to go in here and have fun, try new things, experiment, trust my gut and my intuition, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you you end up enjoying yourself a lot more. Yeah. So have. Has there been any discussion? Um, I mean, I know a, a lot of uh, there's a lot of websites now, like Luminosity.com and these other websites that are supposed to have mental games and different kinds of things to help exercise your brain, especially for people who are, you know, in their 60s and 70s who are trying to stay sharp and keep their minds mm -hmm. from atrophying or yeah. whatever. And I mean, has there been research or suggestions about hey, you know, we should have we should sponsor board game tournaments in retirement homes and, and places like that, or just encouraging people in their in their later years to, to that's, do that's this. A, that's a great discussion. I would imagine there's probably a, groups out there doing that, uh, and and I and and, a, and I would I would I would totally recommend it. Um, I I did a fair amount of healthcare advertising, and I and uh, many. Uh, doctors of osteopathy and, and, and medical doctors would say, if you don't use your mind, you're going to lose your mind. And so they they did they encouraged uh, older people to do crossword puzzles and Sudoku. But I mean that's just scratching the surface. Yeah. I, 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 there's a fellow named Charlie. I believe he's in his mid 70s. Yeah. And he's sharp as a tack, and he's playing these complex games. Yeah. At, at our gaming group right here in town at the Hollis Gate. And so he, so he's a role model to me. Yeah. Because I think, man, that's what I'm going to be doing when I'm exactly, 75. Yeah. Uh, um, and so there's no reason why you you can't um, manipulate those kinds of abstractions at that age. Yeah. Your your brain has the, the, the certainly the capacity and and, and and the longevity to do it. Uh, you just need to challenge it. Yeah. You know. And people, you know, are, are my my. Uh, my uh, wife, when I was married, she used to say, Mark, you know, after a long day, why on earth do you want to tax your mind? These games are so complicated. You, you know, don't you just want to mm -hmm. unwind? Yeah. And for me, it was the opposite. Yeah. Um, when I came home after a long day, um, the fact that the, a game was like a little microcosm of life mm -hmm. and had a clear beginning, middle, and an end, a nice happy resolution to a puzzle, uh, presented something very satisfying to me. 
unlike life, which just keeps going on and on and on, right. games um, had a time limit on them, <laughs> and you could get through them, and there could be there there was a, a life a has a time a limit victor. too, you know. Well, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> this true. one's a little bit more manageable, though. <laughs> Right, but it's it's longer than two hours. So the game okay. you can win, whereas life a game you can really win. Sure, yeah. yeah, a game you can get in there and um, have a little mini. It's like a mini life. It's a microcosm of life. It's <laughs> an adventure. It can be an, it's an entire world yeah. encapsulated in a in a short amount of time. And um, there's this, there's a one. This is brings a wonderful feeling with it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I don't. Um, I mean, it's and it's a it's a. It's a diversion, you know. I mean, if you're if you're really thinking hard about a game, you can't think you can't be thinking about much else. True, true. So it's a lot true. of your other problems and worries kind of go true. get pushed to the back. Yeah, and, it's an escape. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I, I like a good challenge. You know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of wired that way. You know, give me something that is hard and see if I can overcome it. That's kind of fun to do. So, um, so. So do you feel, so last question for you, um, do you feel like as you've been playing these Euro games, complex board games, I don't know, how long have you been playing games like this? I mean, oh, uh, since the late, late uh, 1990, so 20 years, 20 years, yeah, yeah. So what was your gateway, gateway drug? It was a game called... Uh, Cartagena. Cartagena. Cartagena was about escaping from this uh, this prison, this island prison. And then uh, shortly after that, I discovered Settlers of Catan and um, Carcassonne. Yeah, I just bought that recently. Yeah, Carcassonne's a classic. Really simple. The classic. kids love to play it. I mean, well, they, I don't. They don't love to play it. I guess what I should say is, it's easier to. To drag them into a game mm -hmm. than the other games. I mean, there are def definitely classics. I mean, in, in America, people, everyone knows uh, Martin uh, or um, uh, Martin Wallace's uh, Ticket to Ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kids like um, that one. Carcassonne, Dominion, uh, Seven Wonders. Those were all popular. Yeah. So, in 20 years of playing these games, do you can you look back and think this has really developed my ability to think, my critical thinking skills. I mean, is it is it some obvious way that you can see some correlation in these things, or is it seem more... Oh, no, I remember when I was a kid, I used to try to create games. Um, but I wasn't drawing from a very large pool. I was drawing from, you know, Hasbro, Milton Bradley, right. Parker Brothers, right, American games. Some people say they're Ameritrash games. Right. It, which there are plenty of American authors that are making amazing games, but when they make them, they're called Euros. <laughs> <laughs> you mean American? So is your game going to get called it's, a... Yeah, it's going to be called a Euro. You're going to yeah. make it a Euro, okay. Uh -huh. And have you seen it, like, affect other areas of your life besides just oh, gosh, becoming I'm, a game developer? I mean... I've become a better lover, uh, Chris. No, I don't... I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, that's a good question. I hadn't I haven't thought about it. Cross cross training, mental cross training. Yeah, I mean, do you think maybe it's made probably you, made you better thinker in your in your work and your you know creativity of your advertising and marketing and or uh, 
I mean, definitively, I can't say whether yeah. it has or hasn't, but I, I, I can speculate. I mean, anytime you're finding new neural pathways in your sure. brain, that's going to have some effect on other yeah. areas of your life. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like whenever you learn a new game, like one that's not just a copy of another game, or really, but something that's genuinely different, it's a little like learning a new language or learning a new instrument or something. I mean, they say that those are the best ways you can really expand your mind and develop sure. your mind is doing sure. something new. It's, it's like uh, discovering a new author that has a writing style that's different from any other author that you've read. You know, yeah. It's filled with a certain uh, nuance, uh, linguistic nuance that you haven't experienced. It's a new flavor yeah. that you haven't detected before. Yeah, I guess I imagine that I mean, game playing in terms of cognitive development and learning how to think well um, is a little like, um, you know, jogging would be, it would, it would help you, or running or, or even uh, just um, weight training would help you in, in any sport that you're involved in. Like, if you increase your endurance, that's going to make you a better soccer player, a better football player, a better basketball player. Mm -hmm. But in a subtle way, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you develop, if you're in weight training, that's going to make you better at all, all, multiple sports. Or if you develop, let's say, your quickness. You know, you, you know what's, it's, what's interesting is that it actually made me be a, a better writer. I mean, my, I, I'm a copywriter and advertising person that writes scripts for radio, television, uh, uh, print, print ads or whatever. And ha having to develop a, a coherent rule book oh, yeah. forced me to order thoughts yeah. in, in a way uh, that is very digestible and logical and, um, and that was the, one of the hardest challenges is once I created this game is to now convey this game in a logical fashion via a rule book yeah. and be succinct but also thorough uh, in explaining the game and um, so I, de I, I, I definitely improved as a writer because of this. Um, well Mark, thanks for joining me for this first ever attempt at, I guess this is a podcast so we'll see what happens with it but it's been great to talk about games and game theory and critical thinking and how they relate to one another so thanks for joining me. Mark Swanson, developer of uh, his board game Feudum which yes. is when are we going to be able to buy it in a store or something? You can Q1 2018. How's that? 2018. Yeah. Wow. But right now you can you can get on your. Can you still? How to, like if I wanted to order a game, what would I do? I go. Oh yeah, you uh, go to Kickstarter and type in Feudum, uh, and you can see an entire page and description of it. And there's a little button that you can press called Late Backer. Pre-order the game. All right, better late than never, I guess. Thanks for listening to today's Ground Belief Audio podcast. I'm your host Chris Gadsden, and today's guest was Mark Swanson. I'll leave a link on my website uh, if you want to check out Mark's game. <laughs>